The information presented in this program is not intended as legal, health, or nutritional advice. All topics are provided for informational purposes only and are not necessarily endorsed. Neither Light On nor its host accepts responsibility for any statements, views, or opinions presented in this episode. All rights reserved. It feels like all our heroes are counterfeit. We all know why. Because it's painful not to pretend. The world itself is just one big hoax. Hey everyone, welcome to A Light On. I wanted to go over a little event that happened online recently. There was a debate between David Icke and Alex Jones. David Icke had recently sort of called out Alex Jones for uh, kissing Elon Musk's ass, essentially. Uh, Alex had called Elon uh, some kind of maverick, and I don't know what other adjectives. He was really kind of turning into a fanboy for Elon Musk, which is weird because Elon is definitely, you know, poster boy for the New World Order and, you know, uh, sort of advancing the AI agenda. He, you know, they recently put a chip in someone's brain, uh, the Neuralink thing, you know, he's been putting Starlink up in the atmosphere or wherever that is. Um, and, you know, he's quite obviously involved, although he's this, um, he portrays himself as uh you know, a free speech advocate, and, um, you know, he's very, very much a controlled opposition type. Um, So, and David Icke knows that. David Icke is a very smart man, and, um, you know, he's been calling out people like that. He knows how these, how these people work, but Alex Jones, you know, he's a little, he's a little sketchy sometimes, and he has very strange associations. So, they had set up a debate, and uh, that's a really cool watch. I recommend you watch that. But I'm going to start this about halfway into the interview where uh, Elon Musk actually crashes the interview. And of course, he didn't have the spine to use his real name. He hit under the name of Adrian Dittman. But it was obviously Elon Musk. And, you know, after after the show, uh, Alex Jones admitted it, you know. But it's a very interesting conversation. So I wanted to go through that and discuss it a little bit. So I'm going to start it off uh, right at the top. Let's go with Adrian Dittman. Adrian, go ahead and unmute yourself and say what you have to say. Yeah, um, I, th- I think it's really interesting that David Icke, say, complains of, I don't know, being connected to the hive mind, even though he already is. I mean, you're right now speaking to thousands of people simultaneously, which is a selective hive mind, be a piece of tech. It's just not integrated into your brain. That's the only difference. As for... Wi-Fi fields? Um, Do you think that the internet is what a simulated reality pulled over our eyes or just an interface? No, he's saying we're already in a false reality. Sorry, I'll shut up. He's saying we're already in a false reality and they're creating a system within a system. Right, David? That's that's, uh, that's absolutely right. But there's a big difference from what the the gentleman's just said, that we're in a hive mind and all that stuff as, as we're speaking. But, um, you know, there's a difference between um, having uh, connections with people and uh, communications with people and having the, the perceptions that we make of what we say and what we make of That's what right. other people say. The system, being, it's going to show us the input it wants is, is the yeah, issue. Yeah, being given to us by a hive mind. 
You know, um, it was kind of funny how sci-fi kind of later mirrors reality. It's probably not a coincidence either. And um, in um, uh, Star Trek, they had uh, the uh, the Borg, and the Borg were uh, kind of uh, a a kind of part technological kind of race. And uh, what they uh, did was um, uh, infuse people with um, like nano probes uh, to make them part of the Borg hive mind, the collective, as they called it. And those nano probes we now call smart dust, nanobots, nanotechnology, all these things. And this is all building this um, this hive mind that I'm talking about. And uh, like I say, communication is fine and interaction is fine. We should have it. Of course we should. That's why I'm glad the Putin uh, interview happened. But um, there's a, a big difference between that and having our perceptions controlled in um, in, in And David, let me say this. Notice how the... So I 100% agree with David Icke here. It's an absurd uh, comparison comparing the way things are now using external tech like our phones to connect to the uh, the internet and, you know, saying that we're already connected to the hive mind and, you know, why not just chip our brains or use nanobots to connect us to the cloud? Why not? It's no different. That's, that's insane. It's absurd. Uh, and Elon Musk is really using this sort of, this line of... Uh, of logic to get people on the bandwagon you know this is how they're going to get people uh into you know chipping themselves or putting nanobots in their uh brain or whatever they plan on doing uh, he's a hundred percent you know uh, removing god and the natural order of things from life there's you know there, there's very little of that in the conversation you'll notice with elon musk uh, he doesn't care about the natural order of things. He doesn't care what's God-ordained or how things are supposed to be um, because he wants to play God. They all want to play God. He is for that agenda, 100%. But yeah, this idea that it's the same thing uh, is uh, ridiculous. You know, I can put down my phone anytime I want, go outside, spend time in nature, uh, talk to my friends like a normal person, right? Um, rather than being connected via nanobots or something to some kind of crazy AI hive mind, uh, you know, where my perceptions are being fed to me. But yeah, and make no mistake, you know, phones and all the technology we have now is just the, you know, first step in getting us to this ultimate uh, AI hive mind agenda where they're planning on uh, uploading people's brains to the cloud and having complete control over everything. Um, that's a stepping stone. But we can still, we still have control over our usage. But they have to acclimate us slowly to this sort of thing, right? They can't just jump to like AI hive mind, right? There's over, over the years and decades, they implement these technologies slowly, right? They get people hooked on them. Like people are staring at their phones now, right? Very, very few people can live without the internet, live without their phone. Uh, you feel naked without it, right? So they need that uh, that implementation and sort of slow addiction in order to get to their ultimate goal. In, um, in, in and David, let me say that. this. Notice how the globalists want to kill individual free communication in the Internet. They want it to all be through this filter, which is another form of the virtual reality paradigm you're talking about. But
And that's a great point that Alex makes right there. And I think um, that Ike also makes that point later on. But, you know, we just went through a few years now of them trying to censor the shit out of everybody on social media, right? The things that we have in existence now, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all these platforms that we're using that Elon Musk is calling, you know, the web that we're connected to, uh, we're being heavily censored on those. We can't even, I mean, we barely have free thought on those platforms anymore because of, because of these technocrats, the same technocrats that want to chip your brain or send nanobots into your bloodstream and, you know, control your perception and do all these things. The same people that censored half the population for having a difference of opinion on a medical intervention or the election or, or whatever, uh, you're going to give them the keys to your body and your brain and, you know, your soul maybe. I don't know what else they want. Uh, it's, it's ridiculous and absurd that people would even consider this. Come back to that. Go ahead. Yeah, you're already connected to all of this. You think that everything is different or that we don't have a smart dust, so to speak. You don't need smart dust when you have a device that is capable of all the things that you've mentioned and you are already connected to the hive mind. What, what the hell are you communicating on right now? Who are you communicating with? All the people, their perceptions shared through a medium of speech. Like there is structurally no difference between having a bunch of nanobots running through your bloodstream accomplishing the same thing when you're holding a device that is connected to this thing that is a field of information that is the internet. There's nothing wrong about it. There's nothing strange about it. It's just the way things are. Integrating stuff like this into our cells biologically just removes the latency and decreases the latency for information transmission. By the way, I think this is... Again, that's a ridiculous argument. It's actually absurd what he's saying. Structurally, no difference. He's comparing us using apps and using our cell phones and external devices to being biologically connected to the internet and to, you know, having things run through our body that connect us to the cloud. There is a structural difference there, genius. There's a, there's a big one, right? Like I said, I can put my phone away. I can turn it off. I can go outside, return to nature, talk to my friends. Um, <laughs> it's, I mean, are people really buying this? <laughs> it's, it's so odd. And he actually contradicted his own statement in that comment. He said, we don't need smart dust when you're already connected via the way things are now. He literally just debunked himself. If it's so similar, then why do we, why do we need it? Oh, because of latency or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we don't need to treat our humanity like it's an uh, Apple iPhone, right? We don't constantly need to make something that's perfect already better. By the way, I think this is Elon Musk. Is this Elon Musk? It's really not. No, no, it's really not. I'm just weird. Don't worry about it. Well, you, you could be a dead ringer for him. Well, the Elon clone, what else do you oh, want to yeah, say? 100%. <laughs> Elon clone, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, there, there are theories. There are theories. Yeah, there, there are theories. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Right. It's, it's kind of stupid. Don't worry about it. Well, what, what else would you like to say, sir? Uh, I, I, I just think this, I, I just think it is ironic. I mean, you want to talk about the simulation. Everybody started speaking of the topic of simulation, how we're in this false reality ever since the Matrix movie dropped. 
a lot of people are afraid of it, but they don't even understand the context of why the movie even happened and why everyone's so afraid of it. When in reality, everybody got afraid of being integrated with machines and how machines were advancing faster than the things that created them, thereby the fear caused the disaster, which then caused the simulation within the matrix. It's crazy, right? And then even then, everybody bases their ideology of a simulation based off of a movie that they themselves haven't even fully understood, because if you did, you'd realize that there is no real world at all. I mean, what, what do you think this is? And, do you, and, and, and even if it is a simulation, what are you going to do? Are you going to break it? What's the point? I mean, you, you can play it and you can build really cool shit. And you can craft it and make it better. I think that's what you have to do. If you're going to break it, that's just an equivalent of killing yourself. And if you're going to break it for everyone else, then that's called mass murder. That's called genocide. So don't break the simulation. I, I, quite, I, don't, I, don't understand the, I don't understand the resistance for understanding the world in which we're in to the extent that we say we could shape it to make it better, but we're just trying to understand it to break it. I really don't understand what the hell he's talking about, how we're going to break it, right? <laughs> the only person that's going to break it is him with his weird AI technology, okay? But again, here's this very perverse, inverted, satanic logic, right? That we need to add more tech to our lives to understand who we are, where we come from, all these things when really it's the opposite. We're in the place where we're at and we don't understand who we are because of all the tech that we've added to our lives. We're addicted to staring at a blue screen all day. We're addicted to being connected online to thousands of people at once when really we're meant to be outside in nature in small communities, you know, like being around family and close loved ones and growing our own food, um, you know, meditating, looking within, all of these things are going to tell us who we are. And connecting to God tells us who we are. Not adding more technology, but he wants you to believe that you need these things, that you need to constantly um, upgrade, right? Like you're an Apple iPhone in order to be better. We got to make it better, right? Got to add more machines, got to add more tech because machines are their God. That's the only way that they can go on because they're connected to, to fallen beings like David Icke talks about, right? And the only way these disembodied assholes can go on is living through machines and uh, taking control of everybody else. If everything becomes this cold, dead, you know, like in the movie The Matrix, this cold, dead AI shit, it's an absolute satanic inversion. And sure, technology can supplement our lives, right? It can help us in various ways, but we shouldn't make it our God. We shouldn't make it the way that we discover things about ourselves. Well, uh, whoever this is, please don't hang up. We're on radio station. We have to go to break in a moment. But David Icke, you're talking to somebody that AI print is uh, is Elon Musk or is, is his twin, his doppelganger. What do you want to say to this caller? Well, is it is it better that we know about the reality that we're in and how we're creating it and what it's designed to do or not to know and be in complete ignorance of the very reality we are experiencing. What people do with the knowledge of um, understanding uh, the reality that they are in uh, is up to them completely. But um, we should surely be pursuing an understanding of what is this place, what are we doing here, um, otherwise, you know, we just go through life being pawns of a a game we don't David, we understand. gotta go to break and i want to ask the ex-poster that sounds just like elon musk 
a dead ringer. Please stay there if you can. We, we're on radio stations, so we have to at least break twice an hour. we got to go to a three-minute break. We're going to come right back. I hope the caller stays there. It sounds just like Elon Musk. But I get the point of the Elon Musk-sounding person. He's saying, if we don't use tools like the Native Americans didn't have guns, so they lost, he's saying, why not use it? It's kind of what I'm getting. But we'll come right back and have the person that sounds just like Elon Musk, a little bit of an angry Elon Musk, finish up what he wants to say, and then and they'll get David Icke here. This is I am in the twilight zone right now. You got to give David Icke a lot of credit. You know, he has always been standing up for sovereignty and i think he realizes more than anybody on this panel uh the dangers of going completely ai you know he knows absolutely what the agenda is and that they've been planning this a long time and i wish this was a more structured debate between the three of them uh so we could really hash things out um but i think david ike understands better than anyone and uh yeah i wish he was given more notice of uh, this whole thing with Elon happening. The only thing I will say I don't like from all three of these people is maybe the overuse of, uh, you know, calling this a simulation. Yeah, we perceive it as a simulation, but I, I think that there's more than that, right? It sort of dilutes the spiritual element. And I think this simulation thing is really part of the bad copy. It's like a satanic overlay. Uh, but there's more beyond that, right? There is... Uh, you know, there there is a prime reality, and it sort of dilutes that, and it, it sort of, um, you know, leaves God out of the equation when you're constantly calling it a, a simulation or, or, you know, only calling it a simulation. But, you know, the Gnostics called it a bad copy, and I think that's really what it is. This sort of raw material that, that they work with is this AI machine thing, right? Because it's a corruption. When you think about Steiner, right, he spoke about how God is really pure light and electricity is a corruption of pure light, right? So as it comes down, we get more and more machine-like, more and more uh, more and more of a corruption of of, of what pure light is so we can't forget about that pure light at the top right and we have to recognize this for what it is like yes it is uh simulated but uh it comes from somewhere it comes from beings it comes from a living godlike thing but what this is is a hijack right this is a hijack of what it's supposed to be oh yeah i'm, I'm, I'm still here uh where were we at uh, you were getting cut off. You were you were explaining why not engage it. You 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 were explaining your view on AI and computers and, and and the systems versus what I guess people could call kind of a troglodyte view. Yeah, uh, we, we we like to view as the system. Okay, humans have this existential paradox built into them. We initially want to surpass anything that surpasses us or eliminate it if we can't. This is why we're afraid of anything that's different. Say, for instance, technology. I think, for instance, when we look at AI, we look at what it's capable of, and we look at the fact that we are capable of, say, generating a simulated reality in which we can do almost anything, we start to ask these questions and say, oh my god, let's look within real quick and then see how that is being projected out into the world and how much of what we think is not real is real. So it's like a, if, if you think of ourselves and how we navigate through the world, 
We are like a machine that continually projects out into the world a web of assumptions that then gets adjusted by whatever structure someone else perceives or we perceive. And then we internalize that and then we think it's reality. So by default, whatever version of reality that we think is real is exceedingly limited to our senses. So I agree in the sense that you know, we, we don't see uh, much of our reality uh, say with it was David Ackley saying we should see <laughs> we should see the Wi-Fi field. I, th I think all of this is possible. We could actually see or say perceive rather more of the reality that is around us if we were to augment ourselves as opposed to discarding the argumentation. Uh, if, if AI, for instance, gets connected to us, I don't think it's going to be the end of us. It's just going to help us evolve faster and better. You see, you can't just you can't beat this thing. It's better than us. It is much better than us. It is not just better than us. It is all of us put together in one thing simplified without the biological constraints that every other human brain has it is actually quite a beautiful technology but it is also risky and i think the risk factor is something that should that should be spoken of but in a realistic sense to the point that we don't stop its development Again, he's saying, you know, technology, AI is better than us, always making human beings less than, right? Um, just this, this total perversion, uh, not taking into account that, that, you know, we are literally sparks of God. Uh, we are, you know, we are gods on this earth. We just don't know it because it's been hidden from us. Uh, but they constantly want to make you feel inferior uh, and that you need this AI, you need this tech takeover in order to be better. Um, I'm sorry, machines will never be better. They never will be, but they need you to believe that. It's so disturbing, you know, what he just said. He talks about biological constraints. You know, he sees our biology as constraints, as uh, a limiting factor. Uh, maybe, just maybe, we're supposed to be limited, right, in certain ways, in order to experience whatever this realm is. And any constraints that are not natural uh, are probably because we've been fucked with by people of his ilk, right? We've talked about that genetic manipulation or whatever you want to call it. But other than that, there's no... You know, we're not limited beings. We're amazing. And we don't even understand the full potential of our biology yet to be thinking about integrating with machines. Machines break down all the time. I fucking hate machines. How many things have you owned that just like shit the bed on you constantly? Your computer, your phone, your car. They suck. We're going to integrate with these things? I can't play a game of Call of Duty sometimes without lagging. You know what I mean? Imagine you're talking to your friend or something and, and you're like, hold on, bro, I'm lagging. <laughs> like, And then you got to like, what are you going to do? Call up uh, the technocrats, customer assistance, tech support. And be like, yeah, my experience is lagging. Uh, I'm seeing stripes everywhere. Can you replace my nanobots? I don't know. <laughs> like it's, it's just fucking stupid. It's a bad idea. And again, we don't even understand our own biology yet, right? We talk about terrain theory all the time, right? We don't even understand that the body is a self-healing mechanism. And we're already trying to improve it. I mean, they won't even admit that, that you know, this whole attacker model of germ theory is incorrect. 
We're we're already more powerful than they think we are. Because we're self-healing, we're an ecosystem that returns itself to balance. Most of the population doesn't know that or won't accept it. So you, you can't improve something that you don't even understand yet. And we're going to give the keys to all this to people who don't even understand how our body works in the first place? Yeah, no thanks. And what's really interesting is also how Elon Musk always talks out of both sides of his mouth, right? There's that famous quote from him where he said, with AI, we are summoning the demon, right? He talks about constantly how oh, AI will, will ruin us all. And uh, I mean, he said these things. He's warned of this himself. Oh, I tried to stop it. He said this on the Joe Rogan podcast. I try to convince people to slow down, slow down AI, to regulate AI. This was futile. I tried for years. This is the great satanic inversion that they do. They talk out of both sides of their mouth. They tell you the truth, and then they push it, right? They do the hard sell after they've warned you. And you're the idiot if you believe it. These people are pathological, lying psychopaths. He will completely warn you about the dangers of AI and tell you that it's demonic and then tell you that we need it to be better. And a warning from Tesla Motors CEO Elon Musk. It has nothing to do with cars. Instead, Musk warned about artificial intelligence, which he has called more dangerous than nuclear weapons. Musk spoke at a symposium at MIT. I mean, with artificial intelligence, we are summoning the demon. You know, you know all those stories where there's the guy with the pentagram and the holy water, and he's like, yeah, you sure you can control the demon? <laughs> then work out. Oh, weird, but it seems as if he's sure he can control the demon now, right? Oh, but it didn't work out, right, in your example. But now he's pushing this, this demonic thing, as he calls it, this worse than nuclear warfare thing. And somehow he thinks he can control it now. Now it's different. Ridiculous. And let me tell you something. These people who are enamored with Elon Musk and they're fanboys for all these people, you know, Elon, Tucker Carlson, all these people that tell you what you want to hear uh, and you just ignore the other shit that they said before that, you need to smarten up. You need to smarten up because these people will lie through their teeth. They are pathological liars. I think that they even believe their own lies at a certain point. And, I, you know... <laughs> I was an actor for a long time. These people are brilliant. These people are brilliant actors and liars. They are some of the best liars you will ever see in your life. And you cannot be so gullible as to believe everything they say. You have to look at their track record too of everything they've said, right? Because the shit that they said before turns out it's usually a lot different. Uh, please don't go, Adrian. Let's let's get David Ike's response. David Ike, stay there, David. Yeah, I mean, I mean, can we can we just uh, get this right? Um, is this Elon Musk or not? Never mind the name. Is it Elon Musk or what? Absolutely not. Nope. Absolutely not. No. I am definitely <laughs> okay. not Elon. Hundred percent. Someone 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 told me in the break. Oh, this is definitely Elon Musk. So that's well, that's all right. Now, no, look, he needs plausible deniability. Uh, this is a well. Okay, just Ike. Let's just say it's Elon Musk. You got any questions for him? Okay. 
Um, what I was um, uh, saying is that people need to understand um, what what is happening and what they're part of, and then maybe they can make some choices about what they uh, how they how they respond to it. But if you're living in a reality which is not the reality you think you're experiencing, and some other force is manipulating that reality to manipulate your perception to manipulate you, then that needs exposing. And it's all right talking about um, AI this, AI that, but AI is designed to take over the human mind and therefore replace it. People like um, Ray Kurzweil at Google, a so-called futurist, is, has openly talked about this years ago, that by 2030 this will be happening, and that um, eventually, once the connection is made, that AI will do more and more of human thinking until human thinking as we know it is basically negligible. And that's the end of humans as we And have I think what Adrian said, because I want to I'm a piece of this, he said we don't want to have VR goggles that give us the false reality by some company, but what about what about augmentation theoretically that lets us actually see beyond the limitations we're in? Well, if you if you um, have a uh, a chip in your brain and it's uh, feeding you a sense of reality, then it's whatever's feeding you that sense of reality is giving you your sense of reality. Well, let's say let's say sure, it, it accesses a part of the brain for infrared. It, it's not telling you what to see. It just allows you to see infrared, which your brain can now do. Oh, is that no, 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 no. I'm talking about where it's meant to go. It's meant to go to the to the uh, end result. Where, and, and Kurzweil said this, and, and others have said it too, that it's meant to go to the point where you get your perceptions delivered. And what are your perceptions? They are your sense of reality. And this is a, a very dark and dangerous road. And I don't care if it's a hard sell or it's a soft sell. Um, it's a dangerous road. It's not a world I want to live in. Well, I think Again, David really understands the implications of this AI thing. He knows how important it is that we don't go down this path. And anyone who's done any real research or reading knows, uh, you know, ancient civilizations were talking about this, like the Hopi have the two-path prophecy, which we've discussed, right? They talk about this divergent path that splits off from the natural way of things, right? So you have one path of people who stick to to God and 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 natural way of life and the other people will become enamored by technology uh and you know ai is exactly what they're talking about these people become so entwined in in technology and unnatural things and uh you know those people it doesn't end well for them and it doesn't end well for the world if we go down that path that is the end you know, it's a timeline split. Those people will go to a very negative place. And the rest of us who stay, you know, with spirit, with with God, we'll go on, you know, to a higher timeline. Because these people are working for very fallen beings, right, who have gone against the natural order of things, who have gone against God's evolution. That's why they're fallen. If you don't know what I'm talking about, watch uh, my episode on the Eighth Sphere. It's very deep. 
but these people need a way to continue their existence. And they can do that through technology, right? Technology is a conduit for demonic forces. Steiner spoke of it. Many people spoke of this. It's very dangerous. Elon Musk has said, beware those that worship AI gods. But Adrian, you seem to have some opinions on this. I mean, you don't know Elon Musk, obviously, but from researching him, what do you think his views are, what he wants? Uh, he wants, well, it's clear that he wants to augment us with AI and various other tech to basically enhance our experience of the world and to also make us more capable of maneuvering through the world. Right, that's that seems to be his thing, but if if I if I go to David Ike's point, I think it's not that you're afraid of say, like you're not you're not concerned of the fact that our perceptions themselves are going to be delivered by a piece of tech, but that they are delivered to you in an altered format that somehow benefits whatever centralized entity created that tech. Is that correct? I'm talking about um, having our perceptions delivered by an external force uh, with the intention exactly, but how of, is that a, how is that a problem if the perceptions that you're being delivered are more than what you already get I mean you, you have a bunch of sensors that are available to you right now like say for instance your eyes you have uh, your limbs that sense differences in, uh, in temperature you have sensors in your and those can already those are already being manipulated those are already being manipulated right Adri right Adrian yeah but how's that a bad thing yeah but, but how's that a bad thing this this is on its own it seems very benign I, I don't understand where the negative element is I can only assume that where the negative element is is that somehow what is being given to you is false or steers you in a particular direction that benefits the centralized entity that is manipulating your perceptions and the data that's delivered to you that is then therefore your perception right i think it does come down to where the feed comes from david you see what he's saying exactly exactly that and well you know i augmented reality you can you can stick that in a dark place anyway from my point of view uh but you know i'm 72 that's my that's my um coming up that's my uh, perception but if I'm being delivered um, a sense of perception that gets me to stand up and walk out this room now, when when I, I wouldn't do that if I was sitting here, that is not augmented reality. That is a takeover of reality. And and if you are a a, a force that wants to control people, and and what are we talking about, Alex? What are we talking about in terms of this? This global cult and and what I say is non-human entities um, working through it, and 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 your World Economic Forum and all these people, they're seeking to um, dictate our sense of reality. This is this is what. No, I understand. Uh, so like listen, I'm going to have you I've, I've got another question to Adrian, another question to David Ike, but let me throw that out at you. Tucker Carlson says he believes interdimensional entities are manipulating reality already through this simulation. We all basically know this is. I think we're all agreeing that's pretty much what we're in. We're not, we haven't figured it out yet. I think Adrian's saying we can use our own systems of AI to break through that and find out what's happening. Maybe I'm putting words in his mouth. But but regardless, having a debate about this, an open discussion, I think is really healthy. But Adrian, what do you think about the idea that aliens aren't coming from a distant star system, but have actually always been here, like like I've said, like Carlson said, and 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 that there is a manipulation already of the reality? 
I mean, I haven't seen any actual um, definitive evidence of aliens. Uh, the only proof that we have is, say, really shoddy footage and potentially even altered stuff that then later, on. of course, you know, has been exposed to be as such. Um, but I mean, it, it's it's an interesting theory for sure, and one that does bear a, a considerable amount of logic. But still, I mean, I, I, I haven't seen any really convincing evidence for aliens. I mean, you could say, oh, well, you have some infrastructure that's really difficult for humans to build, so potentially uh, a force was here at some other point, or potentially we have destroyed ourselves. And then, of course, you know, then there's the case for Mars and the fact that if you look at the atmosphere of Mars and you look at the levels of xenon gas within that atmosphere, it is consistent with um, an environment, uh, a post-nuclear bombardment environment. So it's like there are a lot of questions that need to be asked. We really need to go there and check out what happened, <laughs> what exactly happened there. But the, re regardless of that, I mean, sure, maybe, but I haven't seen any definitive evidence for aliens. All right, well, that's a perfect Elon Musk answer. So this is either an amazing advanced AI of Elon Musk or it's Elon Musk, uh, Adrian uh, Dittman. Uh, I like to go by Rogue AGI. <laughs> Rogue AGI. Okay, okay. David Icke, if, if you had a chance, and maybe Elon will listen to this later, and wanted to ask Elon a few questions instead of, I, I get you're on your points, but if you were talking to Elon Musk, which we, okay, what would you say to him? Well, I, well if that was Elon Musk, this is, this is, this is ridiculous. This is a, the playground, for goodness sake. I like that Ike is constantly prodding him about hiding behind a pseudonym. Um, it kind of legitimizes him in a way and makes Elon look really bad. You know what I mean? Uh, I think he's really making a point of that uh, because, you know, here's David Icke and Alex Jones trying to have a, you know, an intelligent discussion on on this, on something that's really important. And, you know, you have this clown hiding behind a name and, and just, you know, acting like a buffoon. Um, so um, what I was going to say is that what he's talking about is really low level stuff. He's talking about going to Mars. Mars is just uh, in, in our reality. It's just another uh, part of the bloody simulation. And I'm not saying that, that aliens are coming from other planets. So I'm Columbus saying coming... coming to America was just a simulation. Uh, well, the, everything that happens in our reality is 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 um, uh, people consciousness operating within a simulation, not realizes it is a simulation, unless they are in the inner core of the cult, and then they bloody will. That's a nice blow there, uh, dealt by David to Elon Musk, basically making fun of him, talking about like, oh, Mars, you know, as if we can go there, and like, you know, the atmosphere or whatever he's talking about, like. Of course, that's part of the lower astral, you know, we see like a physical representation uh, of the planets. So he's like, you know, get on my level, bro. You don't even know what you're talking about. And this is exactly why these elites are afraid to actually debate any of these people like David Icke, because they know so much more. They would look like total buffoons, right? David Icke has put in research that Elon Musk, you know, can't even conceive of. Uh, Elon Musk, like, I don't even know if he's qualified to do the things that he's doing. He's probably, you know, I think Ike even said this in the part of the interview before this, uh, that, you know, he has people doing things for him. Uh, I'm sure he does. He He's not that smart. And I'm saying these these non-human entities are coming are, are, are based in another dimension, what's called the astral dimension, which is very close to this one and interpenetrates it, but is not... Um, uh, of a wavelength that our eyes can can see. That's why we don't see them. Um, and, you know, the, the, the point I was making is um, that 
Does anyone think, I mean, let's just get down to the basis of this. You've spent years, I've spent years, decades and all that, exposing this global cult and its desire to create a dystopia, a global dystopia based on AI control. And we've got people like Klaus Schwab, who are openly for years now saying that, yes, that's what has to happen. We have to um, augment ourselves and, and, and have AI and, and then it will tell us what to do and we'll know better and we'll be gods and stuff, according to people like Kurzweil. Now, does anyone think Elon Musk or his, whatever he bloody calls himself in his that, that name, uh, does he believe that those that are creating this AI system of control, which on one level operates as um, uh, digital currencies and 15 No, no, I get where you're going. So let's go back to Adrian, who can't speak for Elon Musk, can speak for Adrian. What about, what about, I've noticed the globalists say they want to ban any other independent AIs. They're worried about it. They want their own AI. What is your response to that? Uh, the running logic would be that everyone else's AIs are developed in such a manner that they pose a potential risk. Uh, keep in mind, these are the same types of people who uh, read a few uh, AI research papers and think that they are now AI researchers, even though they just repeat what they have received in verbatim, which ironically makes them more of an AI than the AIs that they're building, because that's essentially just training data, and, and you're spitting it back out again with no actual innovation assigned to it, because you're not creatively connecting other points of data in a way that they have haven't been connected before so i mean okay yeah sure i get the logic behind that i mean i've read a lot about ai safety i'm not an expert by any means not even close but i would say this 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 is the logic that i see personally this is more like a perception and an opinion than an actual definitive take in terms of a fact that i believe is true i just think it is, there, there's fear. It's, it's just that fear. If there's malicious intent behind that, that still remains to be seen. Maybe there is, maybe there isn't. But if you look at the prime motivator for all of this, it is fear. What is the first thing that any safetyist tells you about? It's uh, the paperclip scenario. Are you are, are we familiar with the paperclip scenario? Do uh, you know tell, I, I am, but tell people. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very simple that you give an agent a set goal that says, hey, it's, it's, a, it's a benign agent. It's an agent that does not seek to destroy anything. But its goal is to turn things into paper clips, to manufacture paper clips. And so eventually it realizes, oh, I could create a whole bunch of more paper clips if I say the atoms that are inside of your body in such a way that it becomes in a paperclip and that it begins paperclipping the fucking universe at some point when it reaches critical mass, right? This is obviously bad because then it kills all of humanity in the pursuit of creating paperclips. It's not trying to do this because it hates humanity. It's just doing this because it's misaligned. It doesn't understand we needed paperclips, but we also want to exist ourselves. Again, we know he's warned of this in the past, but it's really funny that, you know, these AI guys will always... Say, like, yes, this has the capability of destroying the entire world and ruining the human race, but we should fucking do it anyway, because <laughs> why not? You know, we'll just keep playing with matches and, you know, we might burn down the entire world, but fuck it. Let's do it anyway. It's it's such a ridiculous logic. It, it's, it's asinine. And 
it was really messed up how he muted David Icke right there. I just want to bring that up. Uh, David was getting into some uh, pretty important territory there, talking about how AI is connected to the digital currency, 15-minute uh, cities, all that sort of thing. I would have loved to have heard a response on that from Elon, you know, and that's very sketchy to to mute David Icke during that portion. Uh, you know, I don't fully trust Alex Jones, as I've said in the past, and that's exactly why David has called him out. It is very odd that Alex has this association with Elon to begin with, right? They're very friendly. Elon's always showing up on these chats with Alex Jones. And, you know, Alex Jones has a lot of weird associations lately. Um, you know, he's talking to basically every controlled op in the mainstream media or, you know, quote unquote, alternative media, right? The people at the, you know, the second ring of the bullshit media, essentially. Uh, they're all into um, talking to Alex Jones now all of a sudden, you know? Uh, he, he's got a lot of explaining to do, really. And so we throw this around and say, oh, so here's the thing. We've developed this exceedingly complicated system, what most people like to refer to as a black box AI. We can't look at it. We don't understand what it is even if we tried because it's too complex to actually perceive. And now we have these things running around and we have these centralized entities that are very experienced in building technologies that are running the world currently saying, hey, we can develop this faster, but we have to do it slower. And then we have people who rebel against us saying, hey, I got the GPUs. I got 200 GPUs in the back of my truck right now. And I'm going to make an AI faster than you can, and they do because they take more risks along the way, right? This is another this is another aspect to AI safety where you are putting restrictions on yourself. They say, "Oh shit, <laughs> we, we have to we have to be safe about this, and if we're not safe about this, then so you're saying the AI you're saying the AI wild wild west you're saying the AI wild wild west or the AI wars are here, Adrian? I mean. Yeah, obviously, you can run an AI on a small little Apple Watch right now if you wanted to. Just gut it. The, the computer's there. It, you, you, have a, you, have a, you have a Mac Mini? You can run an AI on that. It's, the computer's already here. You just The training is a little bit of a problem. <laughs> you need more compute for that, but you can definitely run it. And someone else can build it. Adrian, we're, we're really glad you called in. Please don't hang up. I'm going to give David Icke a closing comment because the show only has eight minutes left. And I'm going to give uh, Adrian a, a closing comment, and then we're going to go to the fourth hour of the guest host that's here. And it's my 50th birthday. Somebody's demanding to give me a birthday cake. I, I love him, but it's whatever. We'll see if that happens. But the point is, is that David Icke, Adrian's still there. Um, this has been quite the interview. It's going to get a lot of attention. Uh, and just closing comments, David Icke. What am I? Um, what am I exposing? What I've been exposing all these years? It's a agenda to ultimately replace the human mind with artificial intelligence. So artificial intelligence becomes the human mind. I've been writing about it for decades, and step by step by step, we move closer and closer to that all the time. That is not an accident. It's the World Economic Forum agenda. It's the Gates agenda. It's the global cult agenda to do that. And we can talk about, oh, well, we could have regulation here or regulation there and uh, or augmented reality there. But the, the, the bottom line is that what's unfolding is the takeover of human perception. How has it been done so far? It's been done by controlling information. 
So uh, you can um, censor what you don't want people to uh, hear because that will affect their perception in a way that you don't want that to, to happen. So control of information, people get their perceptions from information received. It might be a personal experience. It might be an item on the news. It might be something they see on Facebook. But they're, they're, they're controlled, controlling their um, or their perceptions are controlled by the information they receive and how they process them. What I'm saying is that this um, is meant to go to a whole new stage in which no longer is it necessary to manipulate information to manipulate perception, because your perceptions will come direct. And, you know, this is where it's going. David, we understand. We amazing, we um, amazing hour and, and 45 minutes with you. When your book comes out in a few months, I look forward to speaking to you. DavidIke.com, uh, Iconic.com. Thank you so much, David Ike. All right, mate. Thank you very much. Been great. That was powerful. All the best, Elon. So there you have it. Um, you know, kind of a throwaway debate, really. Elon didn't really uh, acknowledge or respond to anything important that David Icke said. You know, he just kept going on on his own agenda, uh, talking about how we need to innovate and we need to be the first to do AI or or whatever. You know, uh, he he didn't address anything. Uh, David said about the global cult or their agenda or the, you know, the real dangers and what's really at stake. He'll never acknowledge that because he works for them, right? Uh, he's part of that agenda. He's not going to comment on it. I really feel for David Icke. You know, I could tell, uh, I could see the frustration in his face throughout this interview, you know, just the the absolute bullshit that Elon was spouting and and Alex, you know, kind of sitting on the fence and, you know, maybe he had to, to a certain extent, but, um, yeah, you know, it, there's a reason we don't see David Icke talking to any of those people, you know, in the mainstream or like the sub mainstream, right? The talking heads, like all, all the people who are talking to Alex Jones now, they never have a, uh, David Icke on, right? We never see David Icke make the rounds like that. It's because David Icke is actually speaking the truth. Not that Alex Jones doesn't say a lot of truthful things, but he's still, to a certain extent, hanging out on the surface, right? Uh, even though he had people like Andy Kaufman on the show, he still pushes the virus as a real thing. Um, you know, <laughs> he, he he still pushes Trump, I think, sometimes. I'm not sure. Uh, but he did push him at the start. And, you know, whereas David Icke, from the get-go, has... You know, spoken of the realities of the virus, spoken of the realities of Trump, that he's not to be trusted. You know, he, he talks about this controlled opposition. Uh, he's deep down the rabbit hole where people uh, aren't very willing to go. And we need some of that. We need to inject that, that shit into the mainstream. So I think it's very important to see the sort of MO that they have going here. You know, they're going to make people believe that uh, you need to advance this technology, that you're not hip if you're not into AI, right? It's the wave of the future. We need to get there first. Um, all that old technology, you don't need it anymore. It's flawed. You know, all of these things they're going to use to advance this, uh, this takeover of humanity. And, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of people that fall for it, probably. But 
I'm hoping not not as many as we think. Uh, I, I've definitely seen some resistance on both sides of, of the fence on the AI thing. Um, you know, especially like artists, you know, I've been a photographer for my whole life. Uh, AI is going to ruin photography. It's already ruining photography. It's ruining work for a lot of artists who put their heart and soul into creating images, you know. Uh, so, yeah, let's resist this at all costs. You know, we just don't need it. We need to return to a time where we communicate with each other. You know, we put our phones down a little bit more. We go out in the sun a little bit more. We, you know, really examine what it means to be human. Instead of going headfirst into this technological nightmare where we try to integrate more with technology, right? Biology and technology are two very different things, and they should remain separate for the most part. Technology will never improve our lives. Not, not like that. We can use it to supplement, as I said, right? It's cool to have a phone. It's cool to have social media and we could stay connected with people. You know, we, we get a lot of joy out of those things. I love video games, you know, but I know not to make my life video games. I know not to integrate my life with one. Uh, I recognize that it's, you know, bad for me when I use it too much. We know our phones are bad for us when we use them too much. So we're going to integrate ourselves with with uh, this connecting to the cloud. We're going to connect ourselves for all eternity with this stuff. <laughs> I mean, it's it's insane that we're even talking about this. And hopefully people see this for what it really is. Uh, a hostile takeover and always under the guise of making things better, making things safer, making people see again or walk again because everything has its pros, everything. But we have to weigh the pros and cons. And I think when you weigh those, at the end of the day, scale will always tip on the con side and it will be such a con that we will never recover. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Please let me know what you thought of it and uh, leave me a comment um, like this if you have a like button. And uh, do me a favor, please uh, show this podcast to your friends who might enjoy it. Uh, we always need word of mouth. And um, yeah, that's helpful. If you'd like to support this work, uh, I really appreciate that. You can do that by going to buymeacoffee.com slash Patrick Black. There will be a link in the caption for that. Um, and uh, if you feel like leaving me a nice review on Apple or you can give me a five star on Spotify, I always need those. Not a lot of people do that. Uh, it helps the podcast get seen. Really appreciate it and appreciate all of you. Thanks for listening. Usually it'll be something, some new technology that will cause damage or death. There will be an outcry. 
there will be an investigation, years will pass, there will be some sort of insight committee, there will be rulemaking, then there will be oversight, eventually regulations. This all takes many years. This is the normal course of things.